This week on the Straight Talk and Mental Health Podcast, we are talking to Robert Bryan about his experience of stammering and coming out as a gay man at the age of 32. This is what we've got coming up. I have a stutter. I have stuttered since the age of eight. I am a covert stutterer. I think my own stutter was caused by bullying when I was very young. So you then don't ask girls out, you don't ask boys out, you don't apply for jobs, you don't present yourself in class, you begin masking. You know, when it came to the suicide attempt, it was just being weary. It was like, I'm tired and I'm done. I don't have the energy to fight it anymore. Coming, coming out too, I think I needed space to come out. I couldn't do it at home where everyone knew, mm. knew like me since childhood as little stuttering Rob. I would have been little stuttering gay Rob. Kickstart straight talking mental health podcast. I can see you fading. This is fading. Um, you're very welcome. If this is your first time checking out the straight talking mental health podcast, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's straight talks mental health. Coming up on this week's show, we are talking to Robert O'Brien. Robert is an author. He's here to talk about his book, but he's also here to talk about his experience of stammering or stuttering, depending if you're in Europe or North America. They use those those phrases, but. Typically, that would be our topic of conversation. It would be just stuttering or stammering. But Rob has an absolutely fascinating story because so much of his stuttering and stammering is tied in with his sexuality. And then coming out at the age of 32, he talks about that experience. So that's that's a great conversation that we have coming up. The interview is pre-recorded, so I've already listened to it and I know it sounds good. You haven't got to listen to it yet? No. No, you will listen to that because you love a gay. Mm. You, love, you love a gay. Uh, we're we're on a, we're on a quest to uh, find a hairy man for Rob because he's a he's a good dude he's a good looking dude he's a nice handsome man and he and he likes some hairy and, and I've I didn't even have a fat in the fucking flash I'm like, hair. yeah I'm like, you put me to shame yeah like, sorry Rob it's like this this is the best I like, got him might be able to sort out yeah <laughs> you're probably fucking more than I have <laughs> so that is the lovely Ashling Mailer and my name is the not as lovely Alan Clark. I am a psychotherapist with a degree in counselling and psychotherapy and a master's in child and adolescent psychotherapy. Before we get into it later on, I need to add the caveat. This is not a psychotherapy podcast. I just happen to be a psychotherapist. I'm here to utilise all my experience of my degree and my master's and almost a decade of clinical experience as a psychotherapist in private practice. So this is just a podcast for people who maybe wouldn't typically listen to podcasts about mental health. So... We lure you in with a little bit of chat, a little bit of crack, a little bit of banter, and we and we bring the heavy stuff as well. Um, so, as I said already, I'm joined by the lovely Ashley Mailer, partner in podcast, partner in life, partner in food baby, partner in being. I, I think you're tipping into hungover. I think I think you're past drunk. No, I'm not past drunk. You're not past drunk. <laughs> okay. Still not. You, you've definitely you've definitely moved past tipsy. Drunk and tired. Drunk and tired, yeah. So unfortunately, this is our... That song, I'm tired and I want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired and I want to go home. Yeah, so unfortunately, we had technical difficulties again mm-hmm. on the podcast when we recorded earlier. So we were going out, then we were all tipsy, we were all giddy. Mm. 
Uh, and now we've got this. And now we've got this. We're like, oh, that sounds fucking terrible. So you know when you're at that point where you don't want to say too much when you're drunk, you yeah. don't want to say the wrong thing. Nah, you're already called for. I can, oh, no, I can no, edit no. it out. No, I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to be my best behavior. Nah, fuck that shit. All right, okay. that, that's enough for straight talk on mental health. Straight talk on mental health is let your food belly out. No one can see it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we will get into that. So as I said. Conversation coming up with Rob, really interesting for anyone with questions around their sexuality or anyone that has experience of stammering, stuttering. It's fascinating. It's really, and the impact that that has had on Rob, Rob's life. Uh, it's a really good conversation. So do do stick around for that. But the first part of the podcast, as our regular listeners will know, this is where we check in. This is just how we've been feeling, what's going on in our lives, how our mental health is, what's got us smiling, what's got us riling. Before we get into even that bit, we give a little bit of a plug on the social media. And that's where... Me. You, yeah. Oh, before we do... Catchphrase. How are you? How are you? I'm not good. She's not, she's <laughs> not good. She's not good. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. Um, we don't have much to do. Okay, right. So you can find us all on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can oh username username you do that bit then uh, SDMH podcast oh sorry at yep 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 what's the next one you want email if people would like to email us if they've got topic suggestions if they'd like to come on and be a guest if they've got some feedback for us yeah that is at stmhpodcast.com oh no shit hang on rewind uh, hello at STMH podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to let you off the hook this week. You can just sit there and look pretty. So if you want to email us <laughs> to come on with some topic you feedback. Yeah, yeah, I can see it in you. The email is hello at stmhpodcast.com. That is the, uh, the website as well, www.stmhpodcast.com. There you can check out testimonials. We always forget to plug that of what listeners have said about the podcast and the newsletter is there. You can sign up to the newsletter. Ashley has given you all the social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and they are at STMH Podcast. And yeah, thanks for the prompt. I was just segueing into that. But thank you for all the assistance there. If you haven't already, you can check us out on the YouTube. As you can see, we've, you know, we're investing a little bit more into that now. Uh, there may be two cameras set up. We'll have to check that out. We're trialing an extra camera here uh, for this week. We'll see how that goes. So we can't give you a username for, for YouTube yet. That's where you come in, folks. That's where you can really help us out by being a subscriber. If you haven't already, go to YouTube, search bar, Straight Talk on Mental Health. There you can check out the previous 10 videos. I think there's 10 videos. Yes. This is our 11th video on YouTube. So we're late to the game on that front. But this is our 105th episode of the audio. So if you haven't already, you can go back and flick through our back catalogue on all of the, uh, any of your major podcast providers. There's 104 other episodes you can check out. So be sure to do that. But subscribing to the YouTube is, is really going to help us out. And we do really appreciate it. We appreciate everyone that's already subscribed. And we appreciate everyone that's given us our time. You know, we, we put this out there and you take the time and listen to it. And that, yeah. that means an awful lot to us. So we thank you very much for that. There's a little bit of correspondence to get to. Oh, yeah, let me get that. <laughs> At the start, you, you would have heard me You would have heard me men mention that a little bit before, if this is not a psychotherapy podcast. I just happen to be a psychotherapist. Really needed to reiterate that point tonight because yeah. Ashling will, will let us know why. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Take it away. <laughs> so we had a lovely, lovely, lovely young woman write in today, and she wrote, "Do not like the foul language. Not very becoming of a professional person." Yes, and let us just say that that's not a listener, a typical listener to the podcast. Ah, it's just a busybody. Just a busybody. Yeah. yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that says enough. It's yeah. cute. The attention seeking. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, so <laughs> we've, we've, we're very good. We're very good, and our listeners are very good to us. Our, our oh, loyal yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. they always have amazing feedback for us and positive feedback. That's, a, that's not a typical listener. Oh, God, yeah, no, no, so, no, no. A, just a little busy buddy, yeah. and yeah, I think you've you've said your piece on that. I'm done now. You're done. <laughs> done. Done's up. Oh, oh, dirt. <laughs> Getting the dirt off the shoulder. Holy fucking shit. Loving this. Loving this. So let's let's leave the correspondence on, on that note for this week. Okay. Okay. Not a psychotherapy podcast. How's your week been? How's my week been? My week has been busy. My week has been busy. Yeah, I'm recovering. I'm recovering health-wise. I wasn't good last week. I wasn't as bad last week, but prior to uh, prior to the recording of last week's one. We came back from the ferry. So again, apologies, folks, for the audio and uh, and the setup of the last of last week's podcast. We were coming to you from a, <laughs> a hotel with no Wi Fi. It was bad. Uh, but we did figure out how to turn off the fucking no, AC. No, 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 kick the wee out of it. Because Mr. Grumpy Pants here, when I went to play with it for the fourth time, and he was sitting in the bed going, Oh, Ashling, just just keep touching it. See how <laughs> keep, see, keep doing what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, that should really help. And yeah. you know what happened? It shut it off. And I was all like it really was big balls. But you know why? Because you didn't do what you had been doing. You did something different. But had I I kept pressing buttons, didn't I? And I got there eventually. Didn't <laughs> we I? eventually got the air conditioner off, so we weren't. So the moral of the story, woman out there, keep pressing buttons. You'll get there. Take Ashton's advice on that one. That's a fucking woman that knows what she's talking about. Keep pressing buttons. If a woman knows how to fucking press buttons, this woman right here. Just keep going. <laughs> keep fucking. Eventually, you'll get what you want. <laughs> Murdered. <laughs> Some people like, that shit. I don't condone it. I get it, but I don't condone it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's into something. Yeah, so I dropped you to the bus after the ferry, picked up James, had him overnight, dropped him to school the next day. Gary Brooks was playing, and it was pretty goddamn busy up in Dublin. Gary Brooks, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that was the bus, wasn't it? Yeah, you were busy. The whole, the I think the whole place was yeah. chopped off, to be honest. All the coaches were up there yeah, for Gary mm-hmm. Brooks. So I hope, I hope everyone had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't be my cup of tea. A lot of people I know, in fact, the majority. Oh, loads of people yeah. just for the fucking crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Must be missing something. It must be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was my. How were you been feeling? How's your week been? Um, What's been occurring? Stop it! I swear. I gotta get the fucking Welsh out. We're gonna because we were on Colin Bay last week, and you know what? No one fucking sounds like they're from Wales. No shit. I didn't know that. I thought we're in Wales. Everyone fucking sounds like they're from Wales. I told you before we went there, I sugarcoated nothing. 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 The last sugarcoat. You know, yeah. none. But, you know, people I've met from Wales have sounded like they're Welsh. Yeah, I bet people that you met from Manchester sound like they're from Manchester. Yeah, just a fucking mad for it, aren't they? Yeah, kids. Yeah, no matter where you go. Yeah, but where we went, Colin Bay, they're, they're quite... Just sounds English. Yeah. Just sounds typical, typical English But accent. isn't it beautiful? Oh, it's lovely. I tell you, I have to Jeez. say, Wales fucking, the scenery in Wales where I, where is I took you. absolutely amazing. And the views, this is the beach. Wow. Mm. 
We found well, more than we wanted. Yeah, at the well, Ashley found her, her condom last week. That wasn't my condom. <laughs> <laughs> and I just say, one of the funniest bits that has ever been on the podcast for me no, was you going last week. Uh, and I'm going to, I have to cut it in again because. Ashley found the condom last week. But she, what she thought it was a shell. But the accent was turned up to fucking 10. And deadpan in your delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you know, fair play, you know, it wouldn't have been throughout the day and I'd say I'd be a bit nippy at night, but they still remembered to keep safe. <laughs> that, that's one of my favourite Every time I listen to that one, I was editing the back one, I was listening back. Do you like the Yorkshire accent? I can't decide whether you do or not. I don't know, it depends. depends. You're dependent on it. It's... Uh, it's grand. It's all right. It's all right. You'll take it. I'll take it. Keep it for me, just not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all in right. the middle of the day. night. Middle of the night, fuck that shit. No I was going to say, do you go, yeah. Jesus, she's got such a husky, sexy voice. Or, all right, love. No, yeah, all right. middle of the night, it's like, Ashley, go to fuck to sleep. Mm-hmm. Please, Ashley, it's three o'clock in the morning. But I just want to tell you about my dream. It's not that boring. Tell me in the morning. I'm asleep. Or, or your one. You awake. No noise. Be awake. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I'm now. <laughs> like, when someone doesn't answer the first time, they're probably asleep. What about last night? I'm thirsty. Okay, I'll get you a drink. Just give me two minutes. Yeah, oh, you were so good. It's like, oh, do you want a drink? Oh, yeah, will you get me a drink, please? Yeah. Just two minutes. Just two minutes, yeah. I didn't get me a drink. I woke up in the middle of the night going, oh, I think I'm fucking in it. I think I'm dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I never got me a drink. <gasps> uh, so I came down this morning and fucking knocked back a Lucasade. Did you? Yeah, full bottle. <laughs> Fair play. I know. Yeah. Isn't it nippy? Fair play. <laughs> but you're thirsty. So, but outside of the hotel last week, we did we did enjoy Conway Bay and we did enjoy being in Wakefield. Freaking out the, the the room in the boat. Oh, the cabin. I had a laugh because I went to work and one of the girls says to me, she's like, Ashlyn, were you in a cruise? Because I was like, fuck, I was in Stenaline going to Wales. Or <laughs> <laughs> was the Irish Sea. That's what it says. <laughs> Oh, she was laughing her head off. She was like, oh, I thought you were on a cruise. She says, I seen the, the, the bed and everything mm. like that. I was like, no, it's just a cabin. This is really yeah. fucking... Oh, I, must, uh, I forgot last week. I put it in this week. I got a lovely picture of you asleep. Oh, I won't sleep going back. No, I'm wide awake. I don't know if I oh, Let me just lie down. You fucking slept. I took a photograph of you. That means nothing. I don't know if sometimes I just lie down. I'm editing rest. the podcast and you're just lying down. Oh, just go sleep. You didn't fucking move for a long time. I don't know. Uh, and that definitely means you're asleep, but you're a fidgety fuck. You cannot sit still for anything more than a couple of minutes. Mm. So you were definitely asleep. Okay. Yeah. But you look pretty. You left you left it. Was I drooling? No. Aww. No, you actually look posed. Did I? Yeah. That's I was nice. like, ah, oh, you fucking. I must good. have faked it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you turn around, I was like, oh. Just, oh, oh, I'm just asleep. Now. Yeah. Flutter mm. my eyes. <laughs> so that was the week. Um I know you're fucked, so let's let's just get into smiles and rails. Mm. Yeah, we got some smiles and rails, me. Smiles, um, smiles, and uh, would be this week in regards to my daughters. Mm-hmm. Just on the way that I've just realised this week how much they dote on you. And I mean, like even Delilah when she wakes up, and I'd be going morning. Where's Ali? <laughs> Jesus, she doesn't even give a shit about yeah. me. Like okay. And she just absolutely dotes on you so much. And then you've got, because you've got two scales, you've got the three-year-old and you've got the 15-year-old. So this is, you know, you're bound to have something where they'd be like, you know, someone mm-hmm. would be going, oh, Jesus, he's not my cup of tea or something like mm-hmm. that. And the older one, me and her, we like to have quality time together. We always have done. 
Um, and she was like, oh, you know, um, oh, I'm not going to see Alan tonight. And it's just typical. And this is, she was just in one of those good moods mm. where oh, she's she was great energetic. Form, right? yeah, 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 she just had this yeah. buzz about her. And yeah. you, you need somebody that's similar to bounce off. Mm. And she was obviously, we were all had the same humor that day. We were outside walking and mm. we were all goofing about. We all had the same sense of humor. No, we were serenading her. <laughs> I bet she loved it. Yeah, this, she, she did. She does. Yeah, and no, he was like, oh, like, oh, stop. Yeah, and she was, she was smiling. Yeah. She was trying to. Have... I love you, Eva. <laughs> She was, yeah. she oh, was she laughing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So me and you, like I said, a hundred times, me and you've got the same humor. So mm. yeah, we're her somewhere there. So she's used to it. Like, um, and it was just lovely to hear your teenager as well as your younger one um, just express how much they care for you in the house. Because like, it's, it's don't forget, like you've been in my life nearly two years, mm. and it's still relatively new mm. to them. Well, their first stepdad, first. First, first man the met. Yeah, yeah. so um time. and it could have went so much the other way around mm. you know um ethan ethan dotes on you too but he's a typical boy he I spends the majority of his room, room in his room and this is the same for me as well mm. he comes down when he needs to be see yeah, exactly you see him when there's food <laughs> food and showers that's basically when you see him um but the girls the girls are more social um and yeah the just the fact that they're just so vocal and how much they love you. Um, mm. And Delilah, she doesn't give two flying Fs about me when it's all about <laughs> you. She's even my mum was saying tonight at the at the party. She oh, was yeah, like, yeah. she mentioned you were coming down. So your mum, your mum told Delilah I was coming up, and she was shaking up. She says, and she's like, oh, Ali's coming, yeah. you know. So it's and I've said to you a hundred times, like she absolutely dotes on you. It's a, it's a two way street, two way street with all the kids. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, so that's it. It's lovely. It's lovely. Like, um, it's new to me too because, like I said, it's you never know when you come out of a relationship with children when you meet somebody else, mm. and that's even if you consider introducing mm. how it's going to go. And I think you all seen that you, you have this version, whereas the evil stepmother evil stepfather or mm. whatever like mm. they're not going to bond they're not going to gel or something's going to go wrong it's not going to yeah, be yeah, easy yeah. and it's so easy it's just so easy yeah. and even like wee james and stuff like that <laughs> so james on what's this one? thursday yeah, i had him, I had him on thursday we went out for something to eat and uh for people that may only be just checking out the podcast we, we had broken up recently not through any difficulties just trying to make a long distance relationship work you're an oma I'm in Clare, down in Southern Ireland. We need a long-term plan for the future. We couldn't figure anything out. We have figured one out. Mm. James says to me, so, uh, so you and Ashley back together? I was like, yeah. I'm like, is that good? Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that's two times you broke up. You broke up. I was like, yeah, yeah. Third time's a charm, eh? <laughs> the fucking six-year-old. <laughs> he's just like the third time. Yeah. yeah. But you know, no, he's happy. He's happy we're back together. Oh, no. Yeah, he, he loves you. And he, mm. and, you know, he, you know, he's his relationship with Ethan, like they're yeah, they're besties. I like, know, yeah. and I've seen him with Delilah recently too. He's softening, uh, yeah, he's softening. Yeah, he gave the hugs, and yeah, he wouldn't yeah. have done that before. And he gives you the hug. You always give the option of doing a oh, yeah, going to bed, hug or yeah, hug or a high five or a fist bump. Yeah, I don't believe in pushing. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We spoke with this. We have an episode on blended families and dating with children. You can check that out. Mm. That, that one is on YouTube. I will stick that up in the card or the description up the up the top here. Link, link back to that episode because it's very important and as, as I 
Cameron said to me when we started going out and he was saying, Oh, what's the kids like? Oh, the kids are lovely. He goes, Oh, yeah, that's good because sometimes you catch a bad batch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they haven't. We've been, you know, our relationship, we've got a lovely blended family. Yeah. Every, everyone cares about each other. So, they really do. Yeah. yeah. And highlighted today as it, as it's your smile this week. I think it was your smile too. I think, you know, the girls in the football and anything as well. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, he keeps himself to himself. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they're important to you too. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do anything so, for them, absolutely. Yeah. And you do, and you do. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have a daughter, and maybe it's having more sons. You know, they, I don't know. It's always a different relationship. Daddy with daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not their dad, daughter. obviously. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I care for them in, in that sort mm. of way. You know, just protective. Yeah. Uh, I think men and girls. Yeah, it's just it's a different home. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Same mm-hmm. as yourself and your dad, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so that's that's a nice smile. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Are we going smile, smile, or smile, smile? Entirely up to you. So my God, I got a really dry mouth. Normally I have a drink here. I, I need to. I need to. I need to lay it to the fridge. Go. Do you want anything? Oh, no. What? Eight hours sleep. Yeah, we're gonna get that. We're working on it. <sighs> oh. Johnson. You want to take some first? No, I don't feel well. You don't feel well? I got it. I got a crack of Lucas Head open, folks. So I've got to, normally I'd have a drink, but we have to do this last minute, so. Ah! <laughs> Jesus. You just poked me in the belly. <laughs> Fucking diet. <laughs> oh my God. I'm hydrated. There'll probably be a slew of burps to come. I apologise in advance. Uh, well, we smile. My smile. Uh, it kind of, kind of what we touched on in the correspondence. Didn't get to me. That's that stuff doesn't, doesn't bother me. But I went to see Dave Chappelle during the week. Mm-hmm. As any listeners, any of our regular listeners to the podcast know, I'm a massive comedy fan. I'm an absolutely massive Dave Chappelle fan. For me, you know, he is certainly the goat, greatest of all time as as an as an artist. Um, so what I've been doing is I had just building up to the gig, watching his, his stand-up specials that are on uh, on Netflix. And Chappelle is a huge advocate for freedom of expression and the art form of comedy. And, you know, he's also big into his music, particularly hip-hop and stuff as well, as, as I was. So uh, artists, he really has a... a a strong feeling toward musicians and you know stand-up comics as artists and it just it really made me appreciate what we're doing mm. people would have heard me i've spoke about it on the 100 episode if the podcast had a future and i spoke about me and you spoke about it before of trying to get the numbers up you know getting disheartened of you know she's trying to build you know trying to grow the podcast and stuff like that and we've been pushing the we've been pushing the YouTube channel a lot more. And I was looking at some guy, big, big YouTuber, and a couple of different videos of, you know, ten mistakes to avoid starting off and just just some good advice of, you know, whether it's in regards to your setup or anything like that. But one of the things it mentioned is like, you know, fucking forget about the numbers. Forget about your numbers, just create your content. Mm-hmm. And that has been kind of brewing in my head over the last couple of weeks. I haven't watched that. And I just kind of, I can kick it up a notch. Listen to Chappelle and just appreciate what we're doing. And, you know, I, I don't know if you'll appreciate it as much. You know, I've been an actor. I've been a, I've been a rapper, you know, a musician. 
and appreciate what, what we do as art. Mm. You know, as creating something that has an emotional impact in other people's lives. Whether that's saving people's lives, like we've had from all of the correspondence that we've had over the years. Making people laugh, making people making Sean a burst out laughing on the bus, you know, uh, entertaining Mel when we're talking about Delilah Curson and stuff like that. You know, we're having an emotional impact and people are choosing to to listen into us. They could be listening to fucking anything and they've, they've chosen to give us our time. So I think I've, I've had a new appreciation of not just this as an art form, but just uh, more of a respect of the content that we create. If people check it out, they check it out. We know we have our loyal listeners. We know there's people listening out there. Um, but just not as not as caught up in the numbers, regardless of if there was fucking two people listening. Well, obviously, there's way more than two people listening. But mm. even if and it was having an impact on their lives, probably still fucking do it. Mm. And so that fed into Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, I got to, I got to see Chappelle live. So it's just as an artist, as, as a orator. You know, I could listen to him talk about anything, even if he wasn't doing comedy, just a social commentary. I'm not getting into the trans stuff. I've watched the closer. I've watched the closer multiple times. We're not getting into any of the controversy around that. But just as an artist and to actually listen to what he's saying and as an advocate for comedy and as an advocate for freedom of speech and uh, as an advocate for the black experience in America, you know, people, you can't, you can't deny his impact on that. So... That's my smile this week, getting to see Chappelle and I suppose being inspired by him to to create the, the content that we create. Mm-hmm. That's my smile. Have you got a rile? Rile, um, yeah, uh, I'm sure like everybody's seen it on the social media or it's popped up. I know you know what I'm talking about. It's popped up in yours, it's popped up in mine. I'm sure it's popped it's up. It's fucking popped up everywhere, I imagine. Uh, it's the, well, how do you explain it? It's, it's the whole Disney's bringing out a new live action little mermaid yeah um and they've uh cast ariel so you all know the original ariel was white red hair yeah the cartoon yeah the original character the the fictional Fictional character character, yeah yeah. (laughs) so they've um Audi- oh, not audition they've, they've cast um, a young black girl young black girl one they're annoyed of what her that she's black and not white and over that she's 22 instead of 16 and it's like stop it now like the only people that are annoyed about this are adults who is not actually been made for it's a disney cart well it's not like it's a cartoon we're talking about it's a disney it's, movie, it's a disney movie. two kids Marked it, yeah. And if you were to ask a group of kids, did they care what color was Ariel? They couldn't give a shit. I mean, you weren't born. I've said it. You're not born racist. Mm. And that girl, like she's 22, she's still a young woman. Jesus, can you imagine your 22 year old getting cast yeah, for that? Fucking shit you, no, but getting that job, mm. you'd be delighted. And then to get that because what? Because of your colouring, mm. like why is it like seriously? Like she's she's still a young woman. Like, but not even that. I mean, people are complaining about the skin colour of a fucking mermaid. Yeah. Hey, the break is you lads. They don't exist. Yeah. No, it's a, a mermaid is a fictional character, so her fucking skin can be mm-hmm. any colour. Mm-hmm. And if you're comparing it to an animated it's feature, it's, oh, it's not short. It's just yeah. racism, man. Sure. 
like I said to you, if you were to really ask a load of kids, they couldn't give a shit. And it's, and Disney is aimed for kids. Mm. So the adults that are poking their nose in and going, oh, she's not red-haired, she's mm. not white, mm. she's not 16. But it's, just, it's the same people, I bet, that are having an issue with the new Lord of the Rings series. Mm. That there's black elves or there's black hobbits or whatever it is. Mm. Again, elves and fucking hobbits don't exist, lads. Who cares? <laughs> they, they can probably as long be any as they color. can act. Yeah. What does it matter? Shrek was green. Yeah. You know. And Jesus, fair play to that, that 20 year old, you know, she got the job. Jesus, that your daughter, you'd be stoked, wouldn't yeah. you? Like, oh, people fucking pissing all over. It. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. fair play. Like, good girl. Yeah. Like, you did, you did yeah. good. There's, there's no mask in your racism. Like, kids couldn't care less. I'll yeah. tell you what, Delilah couldn't care less what color. Yeah. Oh, I'm not watching is. that. Is she black? Yeah. I'm not watching that. No. If, if you're not. raising a fucking kid that says that. Yeah. They didn't make it off a stone, yeah. did they? Or any of my children wouldn't care less. They could not care. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, that's it. I just I keep seeing it on Facebook. It's annoying me. It's actually making you know the, it's getting to the point now. I'm seeing it so often. I'm, yeah, the, yeah. I'm questioning the groups that are that I'm that I'm, I'm following because suddenly it's just coming. They can pass from every group that you wouldn't even imagine. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're supporting this meme, I'm not really interested in supporting you. Mm-hmm. So. Got your royals. Just racism. It's, ra- yeah, racism. it's rare something to get you riled. Normally you're a little bit peeved, but that's that's certainly. I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm plus I'm drunk. Definitely. She's going out with fucking pitchforks. That's right. <laughs> Burning down a couple of racists. It's a young girl, and it's just like, well, yeah. anyway. It's a fucking fictional character. That's yeah. a fictional character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go on. What's your riled? It's somewhat similar. So much. There was so much racism related. So at Chappelle the other night, uh, Chappelle was, Dave Chappelle was supported by Michelle Wolf, American comedian, big fuzzy hair. People don't know her. She's got a very annoying voice. Mm. It's very good, but I don't think you can listen to her for more than half an hour. Like, but she was very good. Danelle Rollins, who people would know from the Chappelle show. He was the Ashy Man, and he's played a few characters on the Chappelle show. Did a brilliant set. Dropped his fucking punchline at the end. You know, that's like, oh, that's your finisher. Mm. Um, but then he kept going now the reason it stood out was because myself and Shane DJ Lee from my, from my rapping days uh, aka that Irish DJ on TikTok the two of us said the same thing at the end we're like that was fucking brilliant oh that was jeez I'd go on six any day of the week you know that was amazing and the both of us kind of said the same we had both of us had the same expression at the end of the Nell Rawlings set we both said the same thing of, oh, he went for the low-hanging fruit. I didn't notice at the time. Shane did notice it. I think when he dropped his big punchline and was getting ready to walk off, oh, that, that Lucas is coming back. Yeah, you want me to burp you? Yeah. You like I was doing with you earlier. <laughs> I'm fucking winding her. <laughs> um, as he was getting ready to walk off, Shane said the DJ kind of gave him the nod of, you need to fill, you need to do a filler. Mm-hmm. But what he started doing was, he made fun about Asian people and he made fun about Indian people. Mm. And he was going on, oh, what's the deal with Indian people? Like, everything sounds like you take things with D. So even the alphabet is A, D, 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 D. Y'all singing happy birthday like that birthday, do you? And it was just like, oh, you mm. fucking didn't need to go there. Like, you know, you, 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 had, you dropped a banger. And look, maybe he was fucked under the bus. Maybe he was forced to fail. But at that, you know, at that point, I think for someone that's been around that long, yeah, it can surely point someone in the crowd. Go, hey man, where are you from? What's your name? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Pete, yeah, Pete, you look like you got fucked by a bus or something. You know, ha, 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 everyone laughs. And there was a lot of people laughing. There was a lot of people in the crowd that were enjoying the, mm. let's make fun of Indian people, let's make, and look, I'll fucking make fun about anyone. Mm. But it's, you know, it's- That's a, a bit funny. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about punching down. Mm. This is the whole, you know, Chappelle's big on, you know, people saying trans people, are, you know, you're punching down, saying, so I'm fucking not punching down. My people have been punched down upon, I know punching down. But at that piece, Danelle Rollins was, he was punching down. I was mm. like, oh, yeah, just going for the cheap laughs. Like, mm. uh, so it was just interesting that the two of us took the same, which was good. You know, it was interesting mm. that me and my friend, and Shane's a massive comedy fan as well, of, we were both like, oh, you didn't need to go over there. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was a small, small piece in other ways amazing night but it was just like mm. oh you've been in the game long enough mm. you know you're probably gonna do a little bit better that's silly as well it's like you said you've been yeah. in the game long enough you know what's yeah, gonna yeah. get you you know what's gonna get i even own it. it you know what man i was fucking i just dropped my fucking bombshell mm. fucking chapelle ain't ready to come out you know you mm. fucking you could do any amount of stuff mm. um just it was a bit weak sauce oh. it was weak sauce mm-hmm. but apart from that brilliant fantastic show mm-hmm. anything else before we before we finish up we get you to bed you sobered up or you drunk? Just I'm not Tired. I'm not drunk now. Yeah, I'm just you've tipped. You've, you've tipped. I've gone to the sleepy tipped. stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see it in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, well let's 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 wrap it up with that. Coming up, we have got our interview with Rob. So take it away, Rob. So this week on the Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast, we are crossing back over to Canada. We had Aries a couple of weeks ago. We had Heather on before on our blind episode, but you're not gonna hear a Canadian accent. It's gonna be very familiar for any of the paddies out there. You're going to be like, hang on a second. <laughs> Is he one of them ones that fucked off to Canada because he couldn't make any money in Ireland and <laughs> or Australia? <laughs> so he might just be. When I say he, I'm referring to Mr. Rob O'Brien, joining us all the way from Canada. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Tonight Hello, is Alan. My yeah, time. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing very well. It's about lunch lunchtime here over in Vancouver, so I'm halfway through my day. And uh, really, uh, really happy to be to be joining you on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. Sometimes you come into a topic, myself and Robert, just have a little bit of a chat there just off air before we start the recording. Sometimes we're coming in with a clear topic. I think Rob is going to probably touch on a couple of things here. One being stammering as someone who developed a stammer in, in childhood. And another aspect as it relates to his own book, I'm not going to tell you about that, he's going to tell you about that, is Rob's own experience of coming out. So we could say, oh, it's going to be about this or it's going to be about that. But as is always the case with the best interviews that we have on the Straight Talk and Mental Health podcast, it comes out a moment, wherever the conversation brings us, that's where we're going to go. So let's let's start with that, Rob, I suppose, a little bit. And just, we know where you are at the minute, but maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself outside of where Okie you are. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, so this is always the fun part, the introduction in a nutshell. So, so my, my, my name is Robert <laughs> O'Brien. Um, I stutter, and I have stuttered since the age of about eight. Um, and uh, as as Alan said, um, I'm I'm actually author of a book. It's called Just One More Drive: The True Story of a Stuttering Homosexual and His Race Car. So, as that very long heading says, um, I have a stutter. I have stuttered since the age of eight. I am a covert stutterer, which means I can hide it m- most of the time, except usually when under mm-hmm. high pressure, stress, key moments. I'm, uh, I'm also gay, and um, I came out late in life, mm-hmm. so I was 32 when I finally 
came came out and had a lot of fun doing a teenage growth phase as a you know man <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it's really true what they say you can't skip steps so um how i ended up over here in vancouver when i was attending a speech recovery course um i i i was oh how do i make this clear i i struggled with my speech uh, for a long time, I did speech therapy as a child, which was state-sponsored. And um, for any of your listeners who aren't familiar with having a stutter, uh, there there isn't any known cause, and there isn't any known cure. So a lot of the a lot of the th- therapy and treatment is around managing having a stutter. And in recent years, it's been it's moving towards more of the mental health and shifting attitudes. So many people who have a stutter tend to, you know, obviously have a have a victim mindset where life is very hard. They face um, they face certain hardships. I do talk about it in my own book. Um, I think my own stutter was caused by bullying when I was very young. But what uh, what normally tends to happen if you stutter past the age of eight or nine, it'll stay with with you into adulthood, and that's what happened to me. Um, I was a very quiet child. I would keep my head down. I would work very hard to overcompensate for my lack of fluency and assertiveness in uh, school and then later in university. But by the time I graduated university, I had avoided giving any presentations. And now I was finished in school and I was facing the big open world. And I uh, basically took part in a uh, in in a course, it's called the Maguire Program, which is a stuttering recovery course for people who have a stutter. And I learned tools and t- techniques to control my speech and breathing. And I discovered that I actually liked um, liked speaking. People back home would say I love the sound of my own voice way too much. And there's <laughs> there's a kernel of truth there. I think you, you know, sort of have to. If you discover that you can speak mm. after years of not, you certainly take it on board. But um I I discovered that I actually liked um you know being up in front of a room. I joined Toastmasters, uh, uh learned how to give speeches went went uh, back back to school and um, trained as a television per- performer and that led to acting which is wh- why I came over here um, I was I I am a sci-fi fan and uh, they were shooting Star Star Stargate SG1 Battlestar Galactica all of the sci-fi yeah. that was being shot was being shot here Mm. And so at the age of 32, I jumped on a plane and said, if I don't go now, I won't ever go. And I came, I came over here. And uh, that's how I ended up here. Um, just to round up the whole story, I didn't ever make it as someone who can act. Um, unfortunately, getting through the audition process uh, was a was a huge hurdle that I could never fully overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I did come mm. out over here in acting school because I, I did attend acting school here for about six months. And um, it led to a failed su- suicide attempt, <laughs> which led to the book. Because I'm sure people are asking, oh my God, what the heck? It's a very long story and it is in the book, but um, 
Yeah, that's how I've ended up here. Uh, so in the uh, in the preceding years, it's been six or seven years since that's uh, failed suicide attempt. I finished the book. Um, the book is now being um, uh, the book was uh, pub published about a year ago, and now I'm in the process of just sharing that overall message that you know there isn't anything to fix. I've had to, I've you know had to learn mm. that. Uh, the long and hard way that you you know can't fix having a stutter and you can't fix your sexuality and my experiences are shared and um, there are other people who will have had similar experiences and the whole point of the book is to is to basically share that you know that like you aren't alone yeah um Stutter, stammer, same, same thing, same, Rob, just, same just to clarify thing, yeah, for people, yeah, just yeah, interchangeable people, terms. People, um, people over here in North North America use use the term uh, stutter, people in Europe use the term stammer, mm. but it is the same thing. Yeah. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things you, you touched on there, and I think you kind of acknowledge it yourself, typically kind of speech comes on kind of two, age two to three, this is when people would typically you know, notice a child developing a stutter or a stammer. You were eight, which is which is mm. which is quite late. I know psychological and emotional trauma can can have a have an impact in that developing, but you had mentioned you you consider bullying that you experienced as, as a contributor to I think to so. I think so. And I've had a lot of time to really think about it. Um so in school, like I said, I was a nice, quiet kid, a good kid who would always do what I was told. And I was, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there like wasn't any, se- there wasn't any serious bullying. It was more name calling such as a teacher's pet. And, uh, you know, when it was found out that I was being bullied, I was brought up to the front of the classroom and told to point out the boys who are actually bullying me, which is not the best way to handle it. It's like, right, so now if no. I if I do point point them out, I'm, you know, at fault. If I don't point them out, I'm at fault. I'm at fault either way. And what mm. what I think caused the whole stutter for me was what have I said? What actually did I say that caused this? And how the stutter developed as far as I can remember it, it became a kind of fear of speaking out um, and then it became a fear of reading out loud in class and there could have mm. also been an element I could have developed having a stutter to try and avoid speaking out you know I'm I'm I mean at at this point I'm I'll be turning 45 soon and at this point I don't really care how or why it actually began mm. because it's not really going to help me at this point but yeah. I I do I I can remember thinking, what have I said? What have I done? And I, you know, to be actually called teacher's pet, where it's like, I I really don't think I've done anything that other boys haven't. And um, there could have Mm. been a self-serving aspect to to it as a child. I mean, kids do, you know, start doing things that don't make sense because their childhood mind can only cope in a certain way. And I wouldn't be surprised if I developed a speech... Uh, if I developed a stutter or speech disfluency as a way of not standing out, which had the opposite effect of actually making me mm. stand out even more. So it's very much about that. Yeah. Mm. I, really, I recently had a client uh, and, and to present an issue was, was the stutter and it had a massive, massive impact on his self-esteem. It, it bred a lot of anxiety as he, you know, he found himself in a, 
in a professional workplace and stuff like that. And as you, as you mentioned, giving, giving talks, stuff like that. But it really, really affected his mental health. Um, and I think, you know, not coming to terms with it or I think fighting it was, was part of a lot of the stuff that mm. we worked through in our own sessions was, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop fighting it. Just, yeah. you gotta own it. You got it, own it. Did you, did you find that yourself yeah. before you, you came to terms with it in any yeah. sort of way or? Yeah, there's, there's an urge to fight it. It's the bad guy. It's the enemy that's there all the time. Mm. And it mm-hmm. does have a huge effect on mental health. I, even now today, I mean, even coming on this podcast, I, I mean, I, I've been, I've been anxious I haven't been, you know, sweating a brick, but I've been, I've been anxious. And I've begun to learn that fluent speakers are also anxious. It is probably a normal level of fear. But um, people who have a stutter, mm. you're anxious all the time. And it's, it's, it can show up in many ways. But for most of us, it's things, especially like using the telephone, is terrifying because there aren't any other aids. It's just voice. Um, saying mm. our names, so Robert O'Brien, I always, and I still block on the O, um, asking for things in shops, you would go in wanting a Mars bar, you'd come out with a Twix because you couldn't say Mars bar, and that builds, so you then don't ask girls out, you don't ask boys out, you don't apply for jobs, you don't present yourself in class, you begin masking, and mm. I, as I said, um, Having, having a stutter and being gay, it was a funny thing. Being gay on some level felt right. Even though I didn't want to accept it, I, 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 I can concede it felt right on some level. But having a stutter never felt right. And I fought it. I fought it tooth and nail, and it's in the book. And my fighting is the same as everyone's fighting. It's the enemy. Mm. And even working on my speech, working on t- tools, techniques costal breathing disclosing it's still a pain in the arse and it's always there and even with the acting and the professional work that i'm in now i'm a i'm i'm an english teacher but i couldn't make it past the auditioning to be an actor i do wonder is it is that still the speech and i would fight it and I was a very ang- angry person. And, you know, when it came to the suicide attempt, it was just being weary. It was like, I'm tired and I'm done. I don't have the energy to fight it anymore. And the funny thing is, um, after failing to actually die and sitting there, you know, berating myself because I couldn't even kill myself effectively, it's like, where do I go from mm-hmm. now? Or where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. And the book, the actual process of writing the book, really showed me that you have to shift that from fighting it to actually seeing it as a um, friend in a way. I, people, people balk when I say, how is having a stutter a friend? And it's like, because you will actually carry it until your final breath. It'll be with you until your final breath. And as I've gotten older and in the process mm. of sharing this whole message, softening that, learning to be softer, and what I just said, Any normal speaker would be nervous about being on a podcast. Fluent speakers get nervous making phone calls. Mm. We, you know, tend to get caught in our own heads and assume that, you know, our speech is the only thing and we're the only ones who struggle with it. And there's a kind of area to begin to see. Everybody feels a certain level of fear. And 
when I do have a bad speech day or a buh block, I can go, okay, what is it that I actually need? Do I need to eat something? Do I need to sit down? Do I need to say, sorry, I'm having a bad speech day? That's been a learned process mm. versus, oh my God, it's back. Oh my God, I've got to overkill this feared word. I've stuttered. Oh no, the stutter is back. Well, of course it's back. It's never gone anywhere. So there's, there's a real mind sh- mind, mindset shift, or at, or at least I've certainly seen that in myself. And it isn't perfect. I still have bad days and I still get tired. But that kind of journey of seeing it as a friend and seeing it as more of a sort of ally, because the other side of the whole stuttering aspect, we actually learn to be better speakers we actually learn how to present ourselves we learn to be more authentic yeah, and yeah. there's an authenticity in mm. i've got a stutter give give me a little bit of time or everything is fine you don't need to panic just this is what's happening and there's there's lessons there but but it's been yeah it's been a bit of a rocky journey to get there mm. Was it something that you you noticed gradually got worse when you were younger? Was there a moment where you kind of caught yourself going, "Oh, what what's going on here?" Or was it just at that young age you just noticed it was creeping? It in, was sort of in, creeping or... in. I mean, it's it's hard for it's hard for me to say because I I I as well also knew I I I was gay at around the same age, and I could and I could sense okay. that that wasn't right or there was some something wrong with that. So. I'm never sure how they both inter intermingled and interacted. When it came to this to the mm. stutter specifically, I can remember after the after the bullying, I began to stop reading out in class, and that suddenly became a big issue. And that's a common issue for many people who stutter. You're sitting in a classroom waiting for the for your turn to come. And the anxiety just builds Breed up. Breed yeah. anxiety. So that yeah. certainly happened. And I can remember blocking on my name and people laughing at me. And I felt stupid and not really very proud of who I actually was. So that's kind of how it, how it began, how it sort of grew. Um, but as I said, given the whole being gay too, it, it was a handy mask. I could, I could, I could mask some of it or well i mean i thought i i could mask it every everybody knew i was gay when i came out so there wasn't any shock or tears except mine it was like really mm. i've been doing this for 30 for 32 years no one said anything so i don't know yeah yeah um, <laughs> i'm just not sure well let, let's let's yeah. get into that side of it rob uh, as i said you know that the kind of coincided around mm. the same age as you started to have the awareness around your own sexuality I suppose what I really want, one part I'm really interested in is as you hit mm. adolescence, which is a fucking mm. shit age at the best of times, let's be honest, mm-hmm. for anybody. As you start to become aware of obviously the opposite yeah. of same-sex attraction, as, as you, you know, you, you're, you're really trying to figure out your own sexuality, yeah. um, managing that with, with the stutter, is that compounded in, the to, in those teenage years? What happens? Well, I can, I can, I can only speak to 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 my own experience, and I should say that I that I mm. am a a certified professional in any way. So please take what I say with a no, with no, a but, no, with but a but you are Robert O'Brien who lived yeah, the life yeah. of Robert so O'Brien. I can I can speak <laughs> to me. Um, yes, 
as I mm. as I began to get to 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 get older, friends began to kind of date. People began to you know get facial hair and chest hair, and I have a thing for hairy dudes, and it's really weird. It's like really that's what we're <laughs> into, and it's like apparently. And no, I mean, it's, it's the God's honest truth. I, I am that shallow. Show me a flipping beard and, and like chest hair and I will sit there and listen to you. Um, and I shouldn't be sharing that on a podcast. What's, what's the term? That's not a bear. A bear, a bear is, is a big, big guy. guy. Yeah. What's, so what's the term for um, that? I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, otter is a kind of a thinner, hairy dude. Otter, that's a slimmer yeah, one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, no, I mean, as I, as I said, growing, growing, growing up, growing into all of that, I could feel it. And I didn't feel the mm. same about, mm. I mean, girls and about other girl body parts, whereas all of my friends were going nuts mm. for it. And I thought, OK, crap, I guess I guess I really am gay. Um, and yeah. Mm. Did you play along I with it at all? Did you? Well, I've, I've had a lot of clients that were gay that kind of go, oh, yeah, look at the no, tits on her. No, um, they were just kind of going along with it to hide no, it. because or? I... Because that that actually would have would have even taken more, I mean, effort. So I'd have been hiding being gay, faking being not gay, having a stutter. I was like, mm. yeah, no, I'm tapping, tapping out. So what I did, I'm a huge geek. I'm a huge geek. So I sort of jumped, jumped into anything and like ev- everything science fiction. So I would spend most most of my time either in school or I'd go go like home and just watch a you know ep- episode of sci sci-fi and try and not mm-hmm. actually deal with you know either issue and just so you, you took yourself I out took, of the equation I altogether. took myself out because to to myself it was it was easier it saved energy and on some level it didn't feel honest i mean i i certainly knew i wasn't mm. being honest with with myself but i didn't want to be dating a girl and know i wasn't being honest to her too because then i'm then i'm then mm. i'm actually dragging someone else in and i didn't i i i i just couldn't ethically i think deal with you know that on top of everything else so i just became a super super geek and i could quote sci sci-fi i watched every episode of star trek you know, I, you know, would, I mean, sort of doze, doze, doze off dreaming of an, of a like thrumming warp, warp core and just be like, please, please let it, <laughs> let it just end. But I mean, that's really what I actually did. I took myself out. And the only mm. problem with, you know, taking myself out in that way is it meant that I had to catch up later on. And that then has its, mm. has its own chal- challenges attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, as you say, you miss out on all of that figuring yourself out and, you know, dating all yeah. that goes along with those adolescent years. And it's quite, it's actually, actually had moments of sadness as you were describing that, Rob. Love. You know, all that, all that that poor mm. kid missed out it, on. Well, you know, as I said, it was missing out at the time, but it was also the only way I could figure to actually stay safe and sane. Yeah. 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 That, that was your mm-hmm. coping strategy. That's what that's what you needed to do. It's interesting, you know. You and and you used the term yourself there earlier of masking. It's quite similar mm-hmm. with autism. I'm autistic myself, and the autism of masking and you know the things that you put in place to avoid being found out or you know to to minimize your behavior so you become less noticeable. Whether mm-hmm. it's not talking on the phone or always texting yeah. or stuff like that. Uh, there seems to be a lot, a lot of crossover there in the masking behaviors of the things you will put in place to to avoid finding yourself in those it's situations. It's very, it's very, very human. 
in a sense, all of us. And I mean, mm. this is the other side of the coin. Everyone has their own issues. Everyone's fear is just as big as my fear was. And that's that's the other side. Like you see people do do their own thing. And it's funny because we because we do go to such lengths and life becomes so exhausting. And it's like, why? You know? And I don't mm. know. That's yeah. Uh, mm. You hit you hit thirty two, Rob. What 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 happened? Well, where after all those years? What, well, what after thirty two, this was after the whole stuttering course, and this was when I decided to come over here. And I said, if I if I don't leave now, I'll never leave. And I didn't want to be at home at forty, fifth fifty sixty, saying, what if I'd gone? So I took a leap of faith, and coming over here, mm. getting away from home was in a way, I think coming coming out too i think i needed space to come out i couldn't do it at home where everyone knew mm. knew like me since childhood as little stuttering rob i would have been little stuttering gay rob and i'm like oh my god i'm so sick of these labels like but i i think coming mm. up, coming over here as well as you know doing the whole acting school thing and having that awesome experience was a way of having space to just figure it out and if i if i if i was gay i was going to figure it out here where i didn't have to go home to anyone and explain to anyone what i was doing and so i think that was part of it to be you know quite honest mm. yeah I'd say in acting school, you met some gay men. <laughs> as, as someone that's yeah, trained as an actor, I, you find I, yeah, <laughs> there are a lot I'm there. Not, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I'm sure I probably did. Um, coming coming out in acting school and figuring out, figuring it out was probably as cliched as it gets. Like I said, no one is shocked <laughs> except me. Um, but no, that, mm. I mean, that then as well is coming out later. And as you said, missing out on the mm. kind of teenage phase of, all of those kind of stupid things that people do and we, you know, chalk up to being young. I certainly did them, yeah, but at yeah. 30, 30, 30, 33, 34, I had my first teen, teenage crush mm. at 33. And my God, I, sw- I mean, swear to God, never thought that would, that, that would happen. But I developed a mad crush on this poor guy who did nothing wrong. <laughs> He did nothing wrong. Apart from having Apart a hairy chest. A ginger, and I'm like, oh my God, ginger's awesome. Hairy ginger. I mean, really, Alan, I swear to God. I mean, if I was to make a like list of this, it's like, really? I couldn't make it make it up. But um But it took it took took me out. And I literally I mean, I suffered. And it's like, oh my God, I feel mm. like a teen teenager going through this. And I, you know, actually was going through it because even mm. though I missed out on it earlier on I was now having to make make up for lost time and I and I, I mean it did I had mm. to learn a lot about things and yeah. you know the whole thing about yeah you know I mean sex and the whole sex side of things and slutty versus being honest and authentic and power and sex and oh it was it was a crazy year or two um fun mm. and you know cool in a sense but but you know also nuts because it just all happened so fast and there wasn't a lot of breathing space and it was just like oh gosh so yeah yeah, yeah. i'd see a lot of i'd see a lot of parents and a lot of, a lot of teenagers my own my own masters is in child and adolescent psychotherapy and 
you know, I'd say it to parents and go, oh, she's after breaking up with a girlfriend there and he's mm. fucking devastated. What's her name saying? Like, you're only 15. You're only, I was like, yeah, but this is yeah. his first experience yeah. of heartbreak. You know, when we get older, we go yeah. through a few of them and then we can go, well, I knew I got yeah. past them ones, so I'll probably yeah. be all right. But but you kind of you kind of hit that in later life then as well of for, just having these first experiences and then go, oh fuck, this is my first heartbreak, yeah. this is my first rejection, or this is my first yeah. whatever. So all of that is just amplified. And it compounded. is, it is, and it's I mean, and it's I mean, a funny dating too because then like sort of meeting, I mean, guys who are further, further, further ahead in the whole thing, and they're you know, and they feel like mm. even though I might be chronologically the same age. De- developmentally I would be younger and they would look mm. and go well that's like obvious well no that's obvious to you it's not obvious to me yet and you you know mm. and, um, and I mean again falling back or just touching back on the whole self self esteem side of stuff it's hard it's like oh my god so now I've come come out now I have to catch up and not 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 you know sort of apologize for the fact that I don't know and you're just like, oh, God, it's like, listen, please, can I just go on home and sit and watch a nice episode of Stargate? So much easier than being an adult. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. So it sounds like sci-fi was, was a big escape. It really was. It was, well, I mean, just, I mean, being a, being a, I mean, a geek, that and, uh, and I mean, a, well, I mean, mm. cars, cars are, are the first, are the first love. Because as a child in a car, I felt safe which I still feel today. And I do bond with, with every mm. car that I've ever owned. I probably bond on a sort of level that may or may not be healthy. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, science fiction too. And just being a sort of a geek, you know, I mean, that games too, video, mm. video, video games, anything, anything to actually not have, have to think, anything to be sort of taken out of my own head, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people that can become a problem with drugs and alcohol. They, they look to those things to do exactly. Well, this that is, I mean, well. it. People, people ask, ask me, ask me about that, and it's like, well, with the like whole, I mean, drinking side. Because I had a stutter, I couldn't ask for any beer, and I was afraid to get drunk in case I outed myself. So I never actually lent, Jesus. lent into actually drinking and um, drugs too. I mean, I don't, you know, have the cash, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and I don't really think I would spend it on I mean, <laughs> drugs either. But I, yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. um, I, I never fell, fell, fell into like that side of things. And I think I sort of sensed if I did, I wouldn't be coming back out. So I, so I'm, I mean, you know, sort of quite happy now not to have ever gone, gone down that specific path. But that fear... It was it was that fear that kind of held you? Held well, there's fear. Yeah, there's fear. I mean, yeah, it's fear. It's fear. <laughs> and fear is like funny because <laughs> it's still even here. Fear now sharing. Am I saying the right thing? Am I doing a good job? Am I selling a book or am I being mm. of service? What if I actually do well? What if I don't do well? I mean, it, it's it's so funny. Like that kind of fear stays there in a sense. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you know, interesting again that is, you know, the the stutter and the and the coming out mm. goes hand in hand. You know, afraid, the anxiety of trying to order yeah. a beer with the stammer, and then the fear of getting drunk and somehow saying the wrong thing that people yeah. that people figure it out or admitting it or they seem they seem quite interlinked. Yeah. 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 I I'd say yes to. 
yes to that. <laughs> yeah. Was there any particular? Was it just moving to Canada? I, yeah, I mean, I see, I see it in clients of you know they might move up to Dublin, mm. move away to college, and now this yeah. is their chance. You know, this is when they get to leave behind quiet mm. Rob, we'll say, versus you know, well, this is mm. this is gay Rob. You know, when they move to college or stuff like that, they get to reinvent themselves again. This is the stuff that happens in mm. in adolescence. That's you know, we you get that opportunity. Was it just moving away, or was there a particular catalyst that you just got to the point of going, oh, "Hang on, I I just need to I just need to manage this. I need to I need to be." Open yeah, I think this. it was. I mean, you know, again, acting, acting, uh, training itself, having to learn how to act. Having mm-hmm. to learn to feel authentic emotions, having to be open with actual emotions forced me in a in a like sense to actually mm-hmm. open open up. And I figured like if I couldn't be honest with 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 myself, who then could I be honest with? So in a sense, to answer what you asked, it probably was a was a bit about actually tra- traveling overseas and having space. And it was then also, I think, that like that like sort of actor based learning having to learn how to be actually honest emotionally and mm-hmm. and then seeing mm-hmm. that like i mean love is actually love whether it's a whether it's a man or a woman it's the same thing yeah yeah and you know i wish more people understood mm. that more people that have a problem with what people do in their own time mm. in their own bodies um so I don't think they're going to be listeners to this podcast. Yeah. To be honest, Rob, but you know, if anyone does does happen to find themselves like fuck off, let, let yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, did you find that the the acting helped confidence wise? Um, you know, it is outside of the mm. honesty, emotion, honesty. Did you find it just gave you the confidence? You know, through the Toastmasters, through the it acting? did a bit. I think um, the the I mean acting side, it 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 was fun in acting school. It was certainly fun to act and to learn how to act it stopped Mm, being fun mm. when it became right so you have to book this job you have to be the best person auditioning in the room and it kind of stopped being fun and i really as i said that's the aspect i struggled with it's a horrible career yeah i mean as i said i you know i've trained Mm. as an actor and you know I've, i've done auditions and you know i don't think people understand you know there's no other job where people will flat out reject you yeah no, it's very, <laughs> no, it's really it's just... uh, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. that 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 actually was fun, and it did help. But I find just being being sort of honest, honest now, you know, sort of not like acting, not really masking, and just being honest now. Whether it's, I mean, um, speaking, giving a giving a speech in toast Toastmasters, or I mean, writing, or anything like like that. I find being authentic is a bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think that comes with age as well, Rob? I think we're of a similar. I think age. it does, think Alan. You know, I yeah. yeah, turning 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 thirty, I hated because I mm. I was still running and hiding. Turning forty was a was a whole other feeling of I care less about what other people think of me mm. and more what do I think of myself? Because when mm. when 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 you look, when I look, and what does everyone think think of me? It's really true. No one cares which is the kind of crushing truth. No one cares. And it's like, so I've wasted all this energy. And, um, and yeah, no, I think I've found age certainly helps it. I think brings a certain calm to it, mm. which I'm really what, liking. Yeah, wait, 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 I suppose with that comfort in your own skin in, in your 40s, mm. Rob, what advice 
would you have given your younger self, do you think? What do you think that young guy needed to hear? Yeah, that, 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 that isn't a cliche. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a cliche or cliche because they're true. I mean, I, I, I sort of talk a lot about nothing to fix, figuring out that there's nothing to fix. And they're easy words to say, but as I've grown mm. older, I've begun to really feel those words. So I would tell my, tell my younger self those words and I would make sure that they actually landed with him and say, get the feeling behind it. Stop trying to fix what you can't fix and just be. Mm. And that's okay because that's all you have to be. And that's all you should be. And you don't have to add to it. And that's really, I think, what I, what I would say. Yeah. Just, just so that he knows there's nothing wrong mm. with him. He's not broken. No. No. But, I mean, fe- feeling it, saying it and feeling it aren't the same thing because yeah. I certainly yeah, heard absolutely. everyone say it. And it's like, well, you aren't the one who isn't able to ask for a, for a beer or a Mars bar. I am. So it's easy to say that. But as I've gotten older, the feeling, mm-hmm. and this is where, again, I think the actual actor training and opening up to actually feeling what I'm feeling and let it show and be touched and moved by it too. Yeah, I mean, we can't cut off on those feelings and you know it is important mm-hmm. to tap into them. One of the other very significant things you mentioned at the at the start, Rob, was a, a culmination in a in a suicide attempt. Mm. Yeah. yeah, could you maybe say a little bit more around that? I know you touch on it in the book. Mm. So yeah, then so as I said earlier, that's actually where 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 the book began because I really didn't know what to what to do afterwards. I didn't know what the next step mm. was, and I thought if I take a step back and actually actually journal, figure out where where and when everything went you know, horribly wrong, which it actually, I mean, it didn't, but that's how the book began. Um, what actually drew, drew me to, to the attempt, I think, was just um, after doing all of the, all of the work, after working on, on my speech, after going overseas, after coming out, after putting in a huge amount of effort, time, money, courage. I was 35. I was going home for a fam for a family wedding I had broken up with the guy I was seeing I was feeling lost in my job I didn't know what where, where where to go next and I felt lost and I think it was really more a cry for help than anything else and um yeah like that's you know what what had happened like it I just felt I mean tired of of all of the effort the never-ending effort and I and I, well, I, I thought I, I wanted out. If I had been really serious, um, I'd have been able to actually find a hose and duct duct tape, and I would have made it happen. But I don't really think I, I, I was fully serious. It was more a sort of cry, cry for help, or a like wake up call. I think. Yeah. Hmm. And and what was the the method that you that you chose? Uh, so um so uh, the uh, the uh, race 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 car in in the book is is a car that my father said he he would keep for for me until I became a man, and it 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 was in that car in a in a hangar, and uh, 
very, very big um, hanger, which, you know, even if the car had had a full tank of gas, I wouldn't have been able to gas myself because it was too big. So that's a gag now. Dad's like, yeah, you see, it's good to build big. I'm like, yes, dad, we really can't joke about this because people are going to get triggered and we'll be in trouble. Yeah. Um, well, as we always say in the podcast, we do need to, people need to manage their own triggers because yeah. the world listen here to, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important for us to, to all do our own work mm. so that we don't we don't hold other people responsible for yeah. for, what, for our feelings. Mm. Um, it has become a bit of a in joke in the family. Then is it? It is something that can be spoken it about is. now, well, or is it? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Dad and his car and the whole gay and whole man thing. It's been very, very much a kind of father father and son um, um, journey. Really, I mean, as 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 much as I'd like like to claim the book is 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 about me, it's really about my father too. And in the past, I sort of, I, I, I didn't think I I I I was the kind of man he he'd be actually proud of because I felt weak, quiet, you know, um, bullied, wasn't very sporty, stuttered, was gay, all this mm. kind of stuff. And the funny thing. One of the best things to come out of this whole journey is 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 that it actually has brought brought us both um, very very much um, cl- closer. And I speak speak to him every single week now. And um, towards towards the end end of the book, I uh, I share where um, where you know dad 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 and myself went went actually down to Fort Lauder. Lauderdale and uh, gave a father, father, father and son talk uh, to um, uh, to a rather large um, uh, stuttering convention that was going on at the time. And the, you know, funny thing was we had we had we had been actually talking about it. And I had asked him and said, Dad, if I meet some hot guy here, can I put a put a put a put a sock on on the door? And And he's like, no, (laughs) feck off. You can you you can like go 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 to his and we both laughed and i and i just thought that that right there being able to actually joke with mm. dad about picking up some dude you know and putting a sock on the on on the door really showed me how 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 like far i had come and how far we had come and in and mm. and and this despite everything that happened you know, to actually come, come, come out that end, to come out the, the, the other end, and be able to to be that open was a huge win, maybe even the biggest win. Wow, yeah. How how did they react? You said when you did come out, Rob, people were everyone was kind. They of were like, all like, "Yeah, okay, great, yeah, we grand." Know, we, we know. Everyone guessed. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. Um, so what I what I did for 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 the whole coming coming out phase, like uh, acting acting school had finished, and I was coming coming home, and I had decided to come come out face face to face. I had a list of the closest people here who I felt needed to hear it face to face. Um, so I I mean you know I mean I told mom and mom and dad first. Mom wasn't I mean shocked. She had said well it was pretty obvious because I hadn't ever brought any girls home. And I'm like okay cool thank you. Dad was <laughs> was was I think was like was more upset because he had well I mean they had I mean they had both guessed but he 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 was upset because I had I had obviously struggled for so long with it. 
and I think that kind of you know got got like him and mum. I mean, mum, you know, showed 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 her showed her feelings in like other other. I mean, ways to be fair fair to her. She isn't you know she isn't someone who would necessarily show it quite as much. Um, mm. But mum, I mean, it too was like I mean again awesome. I you know got 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 the whole safe safe sex talk at 30 like two I got taken out and warned to be safe and you know not to like have strangers home and uh you know there's a I mean you know thing in thing 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 in the book where I you know have have someone home and I actually ruin a, a set of bed bed sheets and mom handled it like a pro and it was like oh my god I'm so sorry and she's like look just learn how to wash sheets the proper way and I'm like thank you mom and I mean this was again 30 like 30 like three and it's like oh my god mortifying but yeah I I I do need to give them both props I need to give them huge props because um they 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 were both awesome and i mean and i mean again every everybody that i told everyone was i mean again great they were very happy they were happy to help uh like i'd have you know a very easy easy time of the coming coming out phase looking back on it mm. Mm. did you did you find yourself i know you, i know you touched on it mm. a little bit in the book did, but with that, you know, a lot, a lot to catch up on. Mm. You know, is is there a, is there a time? I'm, I'm just wondering, is there a time where you just decided, okay, I'm going out on the pull here now. I'm going out to have. Oh yeah. You know the sexual. Yeah, yeah, was, there, yeah. was there a moment, or was it just yeah. something that gradually happened? No, or? no, it was it. It's a it's a thing that 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 that, that like happened. Chapter twenty one, I think. Think think it is. It's called my uh, my my glorious slutty phase where I was on, 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 on the apps and I was literally, I was a dog. I was a dog and it was the most fun I've, I've ever had. It lasted about five, six months. People were, you know, I mean, saying we're saying, Rob, look, I think we kind of need to calm it down a little bit, you know? Um, and that, that like, yeah, that like, that like sort of wild phase, as I like to call it, lasted mm. for about six months. And it, and it was a funny feeling of, again, that's, that's like it. It's just, I mean, phys- phys- physical and, and it's fun, but it was, you know, you know, it was also hollow in a sense, because that's just it. It's just that. It's just a phy- phys- physical thing. Mm. And yeah. do you think that's do you think that's a different experience for for gay men, Rob? I don't think a lot of people, you know, I think there's that misconception that you know gay men are just out fucking riding and they're all yeah. riding each other and they're all doing anything with everyone. But you know, there's plenty of gay men out there, you know, seeking loving you relationships know, and want yeah, men, companionship and partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great question to ask me. I mean, and again, given where 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 I'm at now, I think as a phase, it's fun, and I think men can mm-hmm. can have kind of fit physical fun and they really won't ask for a kind of second I mean date or a second name even and men men are men are able to actually do that but I think men have a bad rap I think you know you know dig dig a dig dig a little bit dig a little bit deeper and I think everyone's looking I mean to 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 be seen everyone's looking to be loved for who and what they what they are I think it's a little bit harder because Mm. men aren't really shown how to show 
feelings in quite the same way. But I think no, mm. I think it's um, I mean, I mean, I mean, certainly, I mean, now I'm, you know, I'd really, really like to meet someone to settle, settle, settle down with. Um, you know, he would need, I mean, to to be very, very patient. You know, but I would be willing to put in the work. <laughs> Um, and yeah, no, I think this um, is the straight talk and metalhead podcast. This is the single section. So for any gay yeah. men out there who is uh, check us out on YouTube, Absolutely. you can see Robbie is quite a handsome chap. Hairier. Than We're not above people. whoring ourselves or anyone else. No, out. no. Yeah, you got hairs. I, I, I'm ruled out. Yeah. Robbie, sorry. But like, no, no. I got nothing it's, it's... for you. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a, it's a funny, funny thing to ask, and it's a great thing to ask, Alan, because I think men do. I mean, learning how to actually be, I mean, honest and to and and to open up, because again, love is still, I mean, love. And I've got friends here, couples, who have been, you know, I mean, you know, going out married for for years, and they, you know, mm. make it. I mean, obviously, they make it look, I mean, easy, and I've no no idea how it works behind closed doors. But it's the same. It's the same thing of just being seen yeah. and not faking anything and just being able to be who and what what we are with someone who fully gets it and we don't have to mm. apologize for it and um mm. and um, and I mean again boys younger I think um um younger boys being shown that and being taught that might might actually be quite beneficial mm. But I think, I, I can't remember what it was you had said earlier, Rob, was mm. I think you kind of alluded to, you know, the, the kind of hour we, I can't remember what it was when we were mm. off air, of the toxic masculinity. Yeah. And, you know, again, we have this, the stereotype of the gay men of, oh, gay men are just so in touch with their feelings. And we see them, you know, in the fucking movies mm. and all the girls go to their gay male yeah. friend to, to open up. But that, again, that toxic masculinity of not talking about our feelings, um, that prevails throughout fucking heterosexuality. Mm prevails in in homosexuality in the yeah. same way yeah yeah it's funny i mean i i'm 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 not really sure you know how it actually works fully i mean i've just learned that as i as i shared like having having to be open to 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 my own feelings helped me but i certainly fought it mm. and men i mean yes you're i mean sort of pushed and you're you know big firm strong don't like don't like cry don't be in like any way, shape or form, um, yeah. weak. And the funny thing is, and I mean, again, emotion isn't, I mean, flipping, I mean, crying, breaking, breaking down and sobbing, but it's, you know, show, showing it, feeling it, saying it's actually there mm. and then, you know, taking the next step past it, I think. And so there's a, you know, sort of ba balancing act to it, I think, and fi figuring out what, what that actually is, is the key. For any for any younger listeners or viewers mm. to the to the podcast who may find themselves questioning their sexuality, having lived that experience of mm. coming out later in life, would you advise younger? Would you advise coming to terms with it at a younger age? Or I don't know. You see, you the thing is, I back? mean, I you know, <laughs> so you know, when I when I did come 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 out, no one was shocked and I did get mad at a point mm. and I said, if no one is shocked, why did no one say anything? And everyone said, because you you have have to do it in 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 your own time. So I think you, you know, you know, you do have to choose when. I think people who are mm. younger, it's 
like there's there's I think more more options now and I think you can you know check every option out you can find more in information and what I'd what I'd really say is just be just be um patient don't push don't rush anything because things can shift you can like change over five ten years so I think patience is a huge huge part of it and whatever time people pick is the right time for them yeah yeah a little shift in the conversation rob uh talking about the beast mm-hmm. we're not talking about some hairy bear for you to pick up at the weekend <laughs> but can, can you tell people about the beast so the the uh the uh, beast in uh in the actual title of the book is an E30 M3 Sport Ev- Evolution. It's the first gen model of the M3, and my father was a huge car car guy growing up. Um, so he brought the beast home when I think I I I was about six six sixteen or seventeen years old, and um, he had promised to um, keep it on on until the day I became a man and was old enough to uh, take it off his off his hands, which sounds really kind, which mm-hmm. it actually was. But um, I was trying to fix my speech. I was trying to fix being gay. I was working very hard at trying to fix myself because I thought if I fix fix myself, then I'll actually deserve it and I'll and and I'll deserve the the car so it so it kind of set 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 me up or i set myself up for a big fail there because there wasn't anything to fix but what i'll say about the beast um writing a book is not the easiest thing and um i'd go back and forth and mm-hmm. and you know when i when i was ready to quit on the book and quit on myself i couldn't quit on 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 the beast on the car and so that is, I think, really the biggest gift that 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 the beast gave me. I will quit on quit on me, but I can't and I won't quit on it. Yeah. Where where can people pick up the the book, Rob? Or where can people find uh, so, you online if if anyone is in if any hairy chested men out there would like to get in contact or anyone for that just matter? Going to limit it to like just hairy hairy dudes. Dot- <laughs> oh, we're leaving it. All right, so, dudes. Harry, uh, dudes. No, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, so the uh, the 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 uh, book 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 itself is 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 on sale in most most of the um, in most of the larger Irish book 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 shops. Um, it's um, it's um, also mm. on um, on Amazon, and there's an there's an audio version there as well. Uh, you can uh, find find out more about me and the book um, on on my website, which is um, www.justonemoredrive.com. And that's, that's the name uh, of the book. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the uh, book itself is called Just One 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 More Drive: The True Story of a Stuttering Homosexual and His Race Car. Talk about it does what it says on the tin. I know. We love you on the we we love you on the straight oh, talking man, little I'm head podcast. You, like, does, what, what's this book about? Read it. What? So there's gays and cars and this and stutters. Yeah, <laughs> it's all there and it's spicy and it's deep and it's awesome and yeah, it's funny. Brilliant. It's 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 it's. I mean, funny. The 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 the. I mean the. I mean one one thing that I never really thought about with with the like book was i mean writing it thinking this is funny and edgy and i'm going to put this in and i'm so edgy and great 
then it's on the shelf and people read it and go, Robert, did this really happen? And you think, oh my God, why did, what, what, what the heck was I thinking? So before we cut back to Rob with his words of wisdom, as I said, what's the what's topic? You know, is it stuttering? Is it stammering? Is it about coming out? Really hard to separate those two uh, pieces for Rob in terms of a topic, but what an amazing story. And hairy men, check them out. You know where to find them now. So, Ashley, if people would like to get us on the social media, let's remind them how they can do that. Where can they get us? They can get us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep. And the username? At SCMH Podcast. And the website where people can sign up to the newsletter or they can check out testimonials? www.stmhpodcast.com. Oh, yep. And last one. So far, so good. If people would like to email us with some of their correspondence, if they've got some feedback, or they'd like to come on and be a guest or suggest a topic, how can people email us? They can email at hello at stmhpodcast.com. And may I just interrupt? And you can also find us if you go onto the search bar. I know. It's because I'm trying to get lucky tonight. <laughs> uh, you get lucky now. You fucking nailed that. You probably had nailed yourself. <laughs> It's all you have to do. Nailed, rail. Nailed the mail. <laughs> Let me finish. Go on. Okay. So, uh, where am I? Well, I'm all flustered. No, flustered now. Wow. I do. <laughs> That's the fur ball from last week. Oh, can we just. That mum's net thing I was reading last night in bed. It was so funny. Oh, fuck so, somebody that. wrote in and they were like. <laughs> Their partner. <coughs> oh fucking hell! Go what on, go on. So this is just a bit of role play, a sexy scientist or not, something. Not between us. No. no. So it was wrote into a forum, and I was reading it out to you in bed. So this is what I do. I just read out other people's problems to make myself feel better. So uh, <laughs> it was a woman writing in saying that her husband had asked for um, sex- a sexy scientist. Bit of role play. And I was like. You know what, Alan? I don't know if I could do this because the first thing that comes to mind is like Phineas and Ferb. Like Fucking doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. 20 minutes I've had to listen to him talk about Paddy. Fucking Paddy the Blackipus. <laughs> Why don't you come on over here and kiss me? Make it with the sexy dog. So, yeah. Any, you know, like, you know, if you can, I don't know. So we're about 20 minutes. Fucking. Making what up what would do with first be fucking doing a sexy talk. For anyone, I'm so grateful that my eldest kids love Phineas and Ferb and James loves They probably wouldn't if they heard you in the no, middle of the night. But if anyone hasn't and you've got kids, stick put them on to, to Phineas and Ferb. Absolutely amazing. No, but fair play to anybody that can actually role play too because... I yeah, but you're like, oh, I don't know about that. So you're a sexy scientist. No, no, no. I don't know. Like I glasses, just, maybe the white lab coat. I think I would either take it A, too seriously or B, Comic, like I'd be just too comical with it or both together I'd be comical and serious like I said to you a lot of people's fantasies is like pretending they don't know each other and meeting at the bar and I'd be like I'm sorry but I can't take you home tonight let's do this but too soon like, what the fuck I live, with, I live with you no 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 we're a proper role playing here no 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 give it time <laughs> I can't bring you home because I got the platypus tied up <laughs> spank me you can't talk. Like I don't that. know. You can't. You can't make doofus more sexy. So yeah, <laughs> you were doing well there. You were like fucking. You were getting ready to put YouTube, and now you're fucking turning you, all doofus. You, you talked about sex, and my mind went there. So I apologize. Um, right. So you can. That's where your mind goes, though. Absolutely. Anyway, 
you can find us. <laughs> you can find us on um, on YouTube. Um, straight talk of mental health. Uh, yeah, we're there. Yeah, give a subscribe, give a like, give a comment. Let us know any of your thoughts on any of the previous videos. This, there is 10 other videos there. This is our 11th, I think, on YouTube. Uh, the numbers are going up, which is good. Uh, very good, considering we're only at it a couple of weeks. So all going good. So the other thing you could do to help us outside of subscribing, which you really appreciate if you could do, is to give us a five-star rating on Spotify or iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. That's really going to help us out. You can also leave a comment in your review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So that, would, that would really help us uh, out as well. Because people read it and go, oh, this must be good. Mm. And we like to think we are good. Because you know what? This is, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot to do it. Yeah, we quote, quote. Yeah, came up with a new tagline. The small podcast making a big difference. Mm. That's what we are, folks. So we'll have to remember to mention that. So put it in now. So it's a good job we got talking with Doofus first because I would have forgot. <laughs> How do you call with I don't know. I, I was sense. just, I was just, I was just going on. You were going to do the YouTube and go right. Take it away. Thanks very much. Leave it. Leave it at that. Mm. Straight talk, mental health. You know what to expect by now, folks. We don't. Do <laughs> you don't. We don't know what's going to come over our mouths. So you know what to do, folks. We will be back in seven days' time. Same bad time. Same bad channel. But in the meantime, look after yourselves. Look after your brother. Look after your brother, yeah. Look after your brother. I look after Nikki. You can look after Mark. Look after other brothers, sisters. Look after them all. Just look after each other, folks. Why are you looking at me so sexy? Like you just want to go like <laughs> you're giving me the eye, or am I just wishful thinking? You're just wishful <laughs> fucking thinking. I'm like just go to bed. With this. <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Take it away, Rob. <laughs> Rob, one of the things we ask of every guest that comes on is we just ask them to maybe share some words of wisdom, some life learnings they might have taken in life, a motto mm. they live by, or just something that they have picked up yeah. along the way. Is there anything that you'd share with the listeners or the viewers out there that you've you've picked up along the way that you would care to um, impart with them? I've been very much a lone, lone, lone wolf most of my life, um, you know, and I find it hard to let people in and to accept help. And I, I've become more conscious of the fact that I've got, I mean, people who are willing to help me. I'm not in, in, in this all by myself. And that is really, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very important thing to see and to feel and to feel feel worthy of help. So I, I would say even if you are feeling down, even if you are in a dark place and you are afraid to seek help, seek help because people want to help us. People want us to actually share whatever we are up to in the world. And that's a thing that I also didn't see. People want to help us and we can help them too. And yeah. You know, every every single person has 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 their own thing, has their own thing that they actually carry, and it may or may not be obvious, but it's there. 